We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Episode 73. You and me and Gabe. All of us. We're all here. All three of us. Mm. Unless you're watching with a, with a group of friends. You're probably on your Nathan and Gabe show podcast night where you gather around with your friends. Yeah. You guys get a little little bit of wine, a yep. little bit of uh, cheese cracker sausage plate. It's a high class ordeal. Sit around with a couple of blankets and a cuddle puddle and just laugh. Cuddle puddle? Yeah, cuddle puddle. Oh, that's nice. Do you, you, do, do you, do you, is, is, that a, is that something that you learned post being a father? Or is that something you did beforehand? <laughs> Cuddle puddle is actually what brought me to having kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross if you make it sound like that. Uh, no, okay. A cuddle puddle is now pretty much when my kids pile on top of me. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's a cuddle puddle. A cuddle puddle. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're, as an adult, maybe if you don't have kids and you're participating in cuddle puddles... It's probably a little something different. A little polyamory going on, little, maybe. Yeah, more puddle than cuddle. Gross. <laughs> or maybe equal amounts. More puddle is wild. Puddles are like, like a puddle is a good amount of, of uh, like a spot. But a puddle is a good amount of liquid. Yeah. Like if I poured this, if I poured this cup of coffee out, that would be an effective puddle. That'd be a puddle. Or would that be a spill? Yeah, I don't know how many people people are participating in this cuddle puddle depends on the size of the puddle Ugh. <laughs> hopefully not too many yeah anyway i'm fine cuddling with one yeah that's what i was telling danny the other day i was like you're you're the only person in my life because she was like busy doing something and i went up to her and i started accosting her as you do your wife sure and i said uh, you're the only person in my life that I'm allowed to do this to. I was like, so I, I have to just make make it count. Yeah. And it was good enough to get a laugh out of it. Good. Like, That's cool. Yeah. It's fun to uh, randomly attack with some jujitsu to your significant other. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Keeps them on their toes, too. It's good for them. For sure. Yeah. Free reps. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's, she's not trying to get after it in here. <laughs> she's trying to fix the people. Yeah, or probably fix me. I'm so stoked for when she'll be a nurse. That's like way, way less me going to the doctor and her being able to look at it and be like, that's either this, that, or that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could probably almost do that now with the internet. Yeah. Except for when you look at Google, you I have a headache, and then you look at Google with your symptoms, and next thing you know, yeah. you have a brain tumor, and you're yeah. sure your life is going to end in 30 days or less. Yeah. When it really should just be like, just drink more water. Yeah, just, just go get to the chiropractor and stretch yeah. your Dude, neck. I got a new pillow. Can you believe that? Three ninety eight at Walmart. Maybe it's three eighty eight. I see. I don't like a big long pillow. I like a. I like a little. I like a standard pillow. They call it a king size pillow. Is the one that's like, yay wide. Yeah, I'm I not like, trying to share my pillow with anybody. Dude, either. exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is, is Danny uses the big one because she likes to sleep in the middle of her pillow. I use the little one because I'm an edge pillow sleeper. I don't like pillow right up next to my face. You know, like like squishing my face on the other side. So I sleep right on the corner of it. But uh, I told her that I didn't want to use the big pillow because if I'm close to her at night because it's cold, 
Like, we like to sleep at the house real cold. Yeah. So cold that, like, if you move your leg out of the warmth... Ooh, it's gotta like, get ooh, back in there. Yeah. Like, God dang! No okay. wonder my back hurts. Probably because I'm, like, bundled up <laughs> all night. But, uh... So, the new... The pillow I showed her last night, I was like... I was like, I can't use the big one because if I go to move it to this corner, I still want to be close. It's going to cover your entire head and face, and then you're going to be having the same problem that I don't even want. Mm. So I got a little pillow, dude, and I slept well last night. Because I like I like the ones, they're supposed to be like a firm pillow. Yeah. I don't like a firm pillow. Yeah. And the reason being is a firm pillow props your neck at a weird-ass angle. Sure. It's supposed to be good for side sleepers. Yeah. But me, most nights, I fall asleep on my back with the head tilted to the side. Give me about two, three hours there. Then maybe, maybe I'll go to a side. But then I always end up on my stomach. No, you do. You do. Yep. So keep sleeping always, belly always. down, bro. Yeah. Because think about, and just like... Uh, Curl, being curled up. Always like this. You yep. need some of that opposite movement right yep. there. So keep that up. I, I don't know if it's because my bed is soft, so it kind of dips down mm-hmm. a little bit. But I, I can't even do belly sleep anymore. I'll do a nap sometimes where I'll be laying on the bed, you know, whatever, doing something. Yeah. With, you know, and the next thing you know, I'm out and I'll wake up from a nap a half an hour later. But to be able to be like this yeah. for any long period of time, it's good for me. I can feel it's good for me, but I also can feel it's hard. And to sleep like that, yeah. I'd probably wake up and be all jacked up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the belly sleeping. Usually it's it's with my head facing this way. And with this hand up close, that's about it. I'm good sort of a, a good defensive that. defensive position Kinda. still. That arm up over your head is vulnerable, though. Well, the problem is, is the arm over the head, um, a lot of times I'll end up uh, falling, like that'll fall asleep. Yeah, you know okay, I mean? Cause, sure, because your shoulders, just, just so... neck connections all jacked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you got that right hand ready to frame if you need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, well, I, yeah, I was going to get deep on Jiu-Jitsu, but it's fine. I doesn't, we don't need to get too, too deep. But, uh, yeah. Episode 73, what are we going to talk about today? We got uh, six minutes deep. It's noon on a Monday. And we almost went deep on Jiu-Jitsu again. Yeah. <laughs> again. Lucky you. Yeah. Listener. Lucky you guys. I bet you, though, the people that, that, that do listen that are into Jiu-Jitsu, like we got Mr. Kale. Like he, he's yep. an avid listener. Yep. I don't use the word avid very much, but yes. Shout out, Kale. Yeah, love that guy. Comments on like every video, by the way, and thank you for that. It's cool to read them. It's like, wow, we have an interactive friend. We are how following. Cool, yeah, yeah, like, how yeah. Cool is that, you yeah. Know? But uh, the people that are into jiu-jitsu probably would be bummed that I wouldn't want to go down what I was just about to say, but oh. I won't. Okay. Because that is what's going to keep. Well, now there's a cliffhanger on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you say it really quick? I guess. Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> so, the if if you're in if you're off like this and you're in a head and arm choke, right? Yeah. And you go to answer the phone here. Yeah. Okay. Is it better to answer the phone and suffer out, or just try to like turn away and give up your back because now the angle isn't right for them to choke you? It just depends on where your defense is at. Yes. Well, I mean, answering the phone is always a good move, but for sure you can still get choked from answering the phone. Yeah. So if you're not turning into them uh-huh. to try to change the angle of that choke, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time before you're getting choked anyway. Or, yeah. in the very least, keep that keep that phone answered, and now I'll just transition to your back. Yeah. And so I think the move would be answer the phone as you're turning in and framing away. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
because I heard otherwise, oddly enough, from Brennan Shaw when I was listening to a jujitsu clip recently. Oh, he is a UFC fighter, so maybe do what he says. I don't, I don't know. know, though. He said, give up your back, and then the choke doesn't happen. And I was like, well, I guess, but you're still you're giving up the worst position now. Yeah, I don't know how uh, into the jujitsu world he's participated since, you know, being a comic and all that. Yeah, I know like he, he got his black belt in that amount of time. I imagine that's a time served thing, though. I doubt he's in there grinding, you know, hitting. Maybe. Yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, the beautiful thing about jujitsu is there's always more than one way to do something. There's a higher percentage, higher success rate move that you might want to try first, and mm -hmm. then there's other shit that situationally might be perfect. Yeah. You know, that's the really awesome thing about the sport is that it continues to evolve and, and it'll evolve on the spot with you given different body types you're doing it against, different levels of mm -hmm. squeeze from the top. If somebody's got you in a head and arm choke and their shoulders dropped and they're really strong and shit, well then it might be better to give up your back to instead of losing to that choke position and trying to turn into them. If there's no getting in one way, then yeah, try the other way. Yeah. But you might find yourself going from a bad position to a, another bad position, mm -hmm. which is, th that just means maybe the person is better than you. Yeah. Keep, keep repping it till you get it right. Or it might just be their day. Might be their yeah. day. But you know? uh, it's, it's, I was going to say something uh, when we were talking about bad positions in just the back, and it made me think about this in my head. I found out the best way to take pictures in the gym. Okay, because uh, it's hard to take pictures of people doing jujitsu. Yeah, it's very hard. It just looks like two dudes hugging each other. But I found the best way to do it, and uh, this this just happened on Thursday during eleven minute rounds. Okay, um, you had an I, epiphany. No, it was it was just like an not an epiphany, but it was just a like a realization of what my phone is capable of. Okay, right. So I was watching Bender and Henry roll, right, and it had to be my rest round because that people had left and we had odd numbers at that time. Yeah. So it's like, here we go, you know? Get Forced arrest round, that's the worst. Which is the worst, Yeah. you know? Like, I usually, like, I want to be the guy that's on every single round sure. because it's fun, you know? And it's a challenge. Yeah. Like, the more you go and the more tired you get, that's the challenge of it, right? I mean, so, to do an hour and a half, two hours of jujitsu with maybe, like, eight minutes break in between. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, that's, you know, it feels cool, right? Yeah. So the more you get, like... You get into those like deeper, like you just get into deeper and deeper water, but then you kind of realize how to pace yourself and stuff. It's nice. I like it. But so I was trying to take photos, still photos on my phone. Right. And, uh, that every, every time I'd go back, they were like blurry. The lighting looked bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Then I found a cool little button, right. In the top right hand corner of my screen, I have an iPhone. Okay. Right? And it changes your camera to your standard 30 frames per second is what you're going to shoot in to 60 frames per second. Okay. Right? It doesn't work that way on a photo, but it works that way on a video. Okay. The problem with the 60 frames per second video is you can record them and they look great on your phone, right? Like they're, they're like awesome. They look, they're perfect on your phone, but they're too big. They're really big files. So mm. they're hard to post anywhere without losing a lot of quality, right? Yeah. So I was recording Bender and Henry in 60 frames per second. I went back over the footage, and you can get, like, pretty, freeze the frame pretty wherever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there'll be a little bit of a blur of, like, a hand moving or something. Sure. But I got a bunch of really cool pictures of those guys. F on video yeah. that you can freeze and, can and turn freeze into frame pictures. And then, like, edit Screenshot those or whatever. And I was thinking about that. That's how I'm going to be using my rest round 
if I have a restaurant. Sick. Because, but my problem is, is I have to take, I'll have to like take my restaurant early or something then. Because like, I can't have it just be the same guys that are toughing it out till the very end. You know, competitors, they're the guys that are staying late. I mean, it could also be when you're on, on like a fundamental day or R and D day or something Mm -hmm. like that, where we're doing something cool and maybe you have it down yeah. and as you're walking around to help other people with it, yeah, that's just snap it on your phone and be yeah. like, let me try to get a good picture here. Boom. Right. Yeah. yeah so and the video is cool because like the, a video, it t- gets like the, gets a whole bunch of moments over 30 seconds where people aren't looking at the camera or we get way more candid. Sure. The natural sort of pictures. Yeah. So I got some. That's a great idea. I was laying on my belly like army crawling up to the guys and I was getting the flag in the back, which I, of course, always call old glory. Sure. You know, yeah, I have I have a cool one is uh, it was funny to watch it. The camera brings a certain level of intensity to it. Right. So I always pick it up a little bit when you see a camera's on you. And I was filming it and it was funny because like I was watching it back like over again and I watched like. Uh, Bender get Henry's back and then submit him, and I have the the footage, you know, and you can see Old Glory in the back, and then they like reset, and then Henry gets Bender's back and submits him. Sweet. It was wild to watch like the back and forth, but they both kind of rose to the occasion. Yeah, you know, and they were both going for shit, which I thought was cool. Yeah, you know, so that's my big, that's my big epiphany is sixty frames per second taking still photos from it is going to be big. Well, then you could go back and literally start with a folder that says back attacks. Yeah. And and take two 10-second clips of Bender's path and then Henry's path. Mm-hmm. And then you could put Bender path one, Henry path one. And then go through and then accumulate an entire library yeah. of not necessarily like broke down seminar type moves. Mm-hmm. But, hey, this is five paths that Bender's taken to the back. Right. Here they are. And then... Mm-hmm just for future homework you know like yeah. that's that's something cool to have yeah, I, I was watching i was watching like uh his grips and i was like that's an interesting grip to take he took a, a, a just the normal grip that i wouldn't take from the back and i was like that's cool mm, good just watching that you know good yeah i think bender had like he, he had him like this from the back like which would be like close to like a butterfly yeah but he was like a reverse like gable grip. yeah like just reverse gable it's like that's cool yeah I don't ever do that from the back. Yeah. You know, my hands are always usually facing forward. Sure. Not like. And that also changes the way that they would be able to, to pre- pressure out of them or try to like, peel the grip. Dude, I was like, what's Bender up? What's, what's he been up to? He's ahead guy? of the curve, man. Maybe, Maybe that's dude. the move. I'm not to try to mess with it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why it's nice to have smart teammates, too. You know? Oh, dude, yeah. And yeah. teammates that are driven enough to learn jujitsu themselves outside of class mm-hmm. and bring that shit into class. That adds more value. For sure. You know, 100%. Yeah. yeah I, it'd be nice to, uh, and we talked about maybe doing R&D again where we can actually give an opening to everybody to mm-hmm. bring some outside stuff and then bring it back in and kind of go over it in class with mm-hmm. everybody. I think that's that's going to do a couple things. One, it's going to give people more opportunities to teach and two, uh, more opportunities to explore things that they wouldn't get to through my classes because if it's not something that I've taught or, or learned or something relevant to 10th Planet that I've seen uh, or like the warm-ups, I'm probably not doing a whole lot of research because there's so much stuff just in our system yeah. to get good at. Um, I'm not going to also try to master uh, 
whatever, like Marcelo Garcia's system when I'm still mastering Eddie Bravo's system. Right. Like, yeah, there's there's always more to learn, and I'm mm-hmm. not shutting down other other systems of knowledge. Like, yeah. I'm all about it. The more, the better. Like, get in as much of that stuff as you can. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to starting to implement the game into your game, there's only enough hours in the day, you know, there's only enough training sessions to do that. Yeah. And I want to get good at the stuff that's in my system and master that. And then I'll get good at John Danaher's system. For you sure. know? And there, there's room to get good at all the systems, but as well yeah. as, you know, how much, whatever, I've been doing this for a long time too. And it's not like you can't teach an old dog, new tricks thing, but if I'm going to break down my style to the very beginning and rebuild it, I want it to be around the system that is the system that I study. Right. And that's 10th that Planet Jiu-Jitsu. I think that's what makes 10th Planet so cool is, uh, yeah, like how we're going Jiu-Jitsu heavy. But yeah, we're Jiu-Jitsu anyway. Yeah, what but can you do? 10th Planet takes those other yes, systems exactly. and, at, and incorporates yeah, exactly. them. So I, by default, by wanting to master the 10th Planet system, mm-hmm. I am also then mastering Marcelo Garcia, John Danaher, right. you know, every all of these guys that are winning shit. Who's yeah. then we take that move or that position and and build on it into our style. Mm-hmm. So yeah, inevitably you're gonna still get that continuing education yeah. outside of our teacher, just because that's how Tenth Planet is right. for sure. Yeah, I was I was I've been reading right now. I'm reading uh, Dan Hardy's book. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's like half reptile, part reptile, or full reptile. I know he has a brand. I think it's full reptile. Okay, but I think his book is called like half reptile or something. Oh. And because uh, he talks about tapping into that, like uh, your primal brain, you know, where you're just like, like you, you zone in, like you, you tap into like this crazy instinctive brain. But um, yeah, lizards aren't known for having too many outside emotions. It's like, yeah, fight, eat, you know, yeah. and procreate. Yeah. And it's, so pretty yeah. basics. There's not too many, uh, you know, it's tears coming out of alligators. Which no, is, not a sign. Isn't there an alligator tears? Like, cry me some alligator tears. I think, tears. yeah, crocodile tears. Crocodile are like, tears. Are fake tears. Yeah. Yeah. Because crocodiles don't really have tears right. because they don't have emotions because yeah. they're lizard brains. Lousy crocodiles. So when you get into your emotions and your ego gets in the way and you start feeling sensitive about issues, yeah. that's your monkey brain. That fucking thing. Yeah, dude. monkeys are sensitive, yeah, eh? I mean, yeah, yeah, dude. I Tell me about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, fucking A. You know, like, I, like, sometimes in my head, I feel like the orangutan sits there with his crazy fucking hands right next to the glass and just looks at you. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you looking at me with real eyes? Like, you're looking at me with a real soul behind there, and you were put in a glass box with these great big fucking hands, and you're just like... I hate my life. I know, dude. Look at me. Is this what you wanted? And the one Look the, into my dude, eyes. Dude, the one at the zoo fucking found a blanket that looked just like your... Uh, your your uh, poncho Yeah, hair? the poncho. And it yeah. like, put it on itself and it went and sat there like a hood. And I was like, these are people. These are little... <laughs> this is yeah. so weird. Yeah. But anyhow, um, so I was reading uh, Dan Hardy's book. And it was cool because he said that he was fighting a guy uh, because he grew up in the UK. Right? Like yeah. that's So that's where he started his, uh, you know, mixed martial arts career. Yeah. He said that he was fighting a guy who he knew liked to use rubber guard a lot. So he flew out to LA and he said, that's what's so cool about the 10th planet system. He's like, I went out there. I like paid for a month of training. I went with like their best guys and, uh, felt like I just needed to be comfortable with my defenses out of rubber guard. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so I, I went down there and he said, 10th planet style. And it's, just so cool because like reading this before bed like fired me up so 
like as I'm trying to get tired, I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> sucks. But he said that uh, the 10th planet style is very much like you're in the water with an octopus and it's trying to pull you down into like like to kill you like in, into yeah. his mouth and it was funny because he said the word octopus talking about pulling you down like prey and then i was like that's funny that's our rash guard yeah is an octopus yeah and it was cool to have that like like him use that exact verbiage in the book and that's like us like Sweet. yeah because like when you think about it like it's cool like you don't have to be like you don't necessarily have to be like a uh shark with like this crazy just like offensive kinda, attacking yeah, like you yeah. can be smart and sneaky and tricky and i like that a lot like mm -hmm. but it's cool to use that exact that exact language i was like that's very cool like i like to and I, like i said i like to i like to read a book well it reaffirms kind of our mentality too yeah. right you're like yeah fuck yeah octopus dude that's exactly yeah. that's it we're they're on the coast smart. doing that yeah. yeah they're smart they're deceptive yeah they right are deceptive. like they've got good defense yeah what's the not only the ability to camouflage, yeah. and like, but to squirt a little ink to make a whole pretend me real quick. So if you're a shark and you're trying to eat me, I'm going to go, Bleh! Yeah. and now you think that that's me while I peace out over here. Yeah. Like, that's the most ninja shit there I is, know, dude, bro. That's wild. That's like disappearing in a cloud of smoke. Yeah. They're smart. Except for it's ink. It's ink, dude. So they're like the artists of the sea, too. But then, yeah. <laughs> a lot of 10th Planet people have the ink. You know, you got the ink going. A lot of ink, you got yeah. You octopus on your hand for guys. For, yeah, kind of. For goodness sakes. Yeah. Still never did get my tattoo. My yeah. knuckle's looking better, though. It is. A little bit. Yeah. I, I Probably I've been taking it a little easier on the Halloween candy. I'm sure all that sugar wasn't helping. Sugar, yep, yeah, doesn't help for sure. How and good is that Halloween candy, though? Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, it's, it's, I'm still weirded out by the fact. Did you see that there was in, in Eugene, of all places, I'm not surprised, again, they love weird shit in Eugene, but yeah. there's a straight up little razor blade, like, uh, uh, and and who knows too? That could have been a a picture that somebody made and pushed it out. But my wife sent me a picture of it, and it's like, "Hey, found this in my kid's candy on this street at this time, and it was a like a li little razor blade jammed into some fucking gum or, or Snickers or something." Man, it's messed up, dude. That's crazy to think yeah. that we're we're all just mindlessly hammering this candy that we got from strangers, yeah. right? I'm surprised there's not more like fentanyl deaths. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe people, people don't want to waste. Out, people don't want to waste their good fentanyl right? on some candy. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like it's it's more that like nasty, malicious bullshit. Like where you see people leave out like dog treats have like a nail in it. Like, oh, cool. Now my fucking dog is dead because you put metal inside of what it should be. You know. Yeah, man, that's just some really bad karma stuff. Yeah, I don't the, like. I don't like that people like that exist, dude. No, you know? no, and I think there there are a few. There's not that many. Those people yeah. are on the edge of the bell curve of normal society. Sure. I mean, there's society's pretty broken up between what I would consider normal and not normal, and even the the if you're if you're psychotic enough to stick a fucking something inside of some candy with the intention of hurting somebody, dude, you might as well just go shoot up a school or something. Mm. Like you're the same type of fucking mental person to yeah. do that. It's well, I think it's what's, what's even like more, well, it's not more gross. It's all gross, but it's like, it's like leaving it and just not caring, like knowing that it's going to cause harm. That's yeah. what's kind of gross about it is like, if you hand out a bunch of like shitty candy, you're not you're not like individually hurting 
like one person you're hurting a bunch of people that you don't care about like, yeah it's like, like you the intention is still the the devious stress. act yeah, it's yeah. Super nasty. that's still the thing that makes you terrible i could go okay i could just go down the highway and outside of the the i5 south or something mm-hmm. and throw out just a box of nails behind me on the road yeah not caring that everybody behind me is going to have to drive through those nails yeah. and it's probably going to cause some accidents oh, for absolutely. sure going to cause yeah. money Mm-hmm. You know, like that's going to have some negative consequences. The, that, the intention of doing that act, that's, that's where the universe will repay you, yeah. right? It's either good, yeah. your intentions are either good or your intentions are bad. Yeah. And your bad intentions could have severe consequences for a lot of people or maybe just one. But does the universe look at that in the same way? I think if I threw out one nail behind me thinking, ha somebody's going to run over this nail and it's going to maybe pop their tire. It's going to stick yeah. in their car. Or if I throw out a box of nails with the intentions of messing up 50 cars, mm-hmm. what is the, the punishment that you get from that? got to be worse. Might Well, it would, should be worse, yeah. right? I mean, you know, like... But, yeah. like, the universe is yeah. punishment. Should, that should be worse. You'd think. You'd think. But maybe not. Maybe just because what... Well, first of all, you're trying to hurt. Nails, if we're talking stainless, we're already up to $30 on... I mean, we're already talking 30 bucks unless you stole them. Which, if you're the type of person that did that, you for sure stole them. Sure, yeah. There's yeah. a construction truck and it's got some nails out back. <laughs> yeah, and you just, just go grab to the one store off. And be like, yeah, that, I'm gonna get these these stainless. Which ones bounce on the highway yeah. the best? This is a weird question, but I'd probably go with uh, galvanized. <laughs> like, oh, really? That's gonna save me some coin too. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's uh especially with some bald tires. Hydroplaning is a big issue with all this rain, huh? Yeah. So oh, the roads man. are already dicey enough. I know, and dude. Luckily, nobody's throwing handfuls of nails out yeah yeah that's bad yeah i, I mean but, it's not like I, I as a kid there's an age where it's not okay but as a kid i feel like i would have done some dumb shit like that yeah. i put a i put a nail one time behind my grandpa's tire on purpose family dude yeah yeah it was well it was wow. it was like my grandma grandpa's car i was a little kid yeah and i just remember he would always complain about he would run over nails you're like well and <laughs> yeah i remember i found one on the ground i was like what well, now you're gonna run over this one mm-hmm. oh gramps he that's my classic car yeah uh, the oldsmobile it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was an oldsmobile a long one the long really? banana looking the yeah the boat one yeah Dang. Yeah, I mean, I've done devious shit, but for sure. But then once you grow up old enough to realize, like, the consequences of that, yeah. then then it's on you to not do that shit yeah. anymore. That's what growing up is and learning how to be a normal person in society. And it's a different age for different people. Sure, but it should all, it should happen at yeah. some point I for everybody. I learned a little later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a different age for different people. Yeah. I think, uh, honestly... I feel like having more responsibility, like the younger you are with the more responsibility would steer you clear of making stupid decisions faster. So like if you were one of the people that, you know, is uh, 15, 16 years old and you're like, you know what, I'm going to join the workforce, even if it's part time, you know, I go bag groceries or whatever. Having that taste of like having to work for stuff, what the value of things really is, and you're not just living under the blanket of your folks yeah you know your grandparents parents whatever that are always going to be like oh you you know you need new clothes well All you right, probably we'll still school, are whatever still are probably still are but you're you you learn the value of things and and with responsibility comes a forced sort of awareness of your consequences having repercussions your your, mm-hmm. your actions having consequences yeah 
And if you grow up and you never have to work as a kid and you're just sort of allowed to run amok, yeah. then when it comes time to participate in society, you're not even going to have any of those skills built up in your own head to deal with a challenge from a boss or, right. a cha- you know, like, any, so you're going to have, you're going to be way worse of an employee mm-hmm. because you've never really had responsibility. You don't feel, you feel like you just naturally people owe you something because you've gotten owed something your whole life up until this Strange. point just for existing. Yeah. Right. Like the entitlement, right? The entitlement. entitlement. Yeah. Like your entitlement yeah. so far has been, you get whatever you want just for existing yeah. and being daddy's little girl. Yeah. Guess what? You're not Bob, the manager's little girl. Yeah. So stop trying to kiss his ass and yeah. start wiping down tables. I know. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I think that that is probably, a an issue with a lot of people because there's was a point and we can go back to the strong times or whatever. Good times make weak men, yep. right? That thing yeah. where we're at sort of right now, hard times make strong men, but yeah. we're still not even there yet. Yeah. We got a lot of weak, we got weak. a lot of weak men and our hard times aren't hard either. They're not bad. They're hard for, for, but I mean, given, hard when the internet goes down, you know, but I mean? given the global barometer for what's hard, Oh, we're in good shape. We're, we're so we're good, dude. We're so shape. good. Yeah. Yeah. But I could go and steal food from the grocery store if I was hungry. I won't, but I could. You could. That's how easy is the that? The grocery store has it's food at it. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. exists. You have a grocery store. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. So good luck trying to steal things from the grocery store when there's no grocery store and right. everybody around you for miles is just as hungry as you. Yeah. There's nothing to steal. Yeah. So now what? Figure it out. Better start getting used to eating people. Yeah, maybe. Like Jeff Dahmer. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Watching that. That's wild. Oh, I just don't care enough about people to watch the Jeffrey Dahmer. I know. He ate people. Yeah. Right? Like, I get it. And, and probably all of the the story that yeah. of that very entertaining series on Netflix, right? I'm sure it's it is or something cool. like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's neat. Okay. You know? It's all bullshit. Probably. A lot yeah, of they it. fabricated a lot. hundred percent. You can tell. So you're watching story time. Yep. Yeah. Which I guess is valuable in a, in a sense for some people. I guess it I plants mean, the seed in your head of of kind of how somebody could eat somebody. That's yeah. That's valuable, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, got no room for that. I know I could eat somebody if I had to. It, yeah. I mean, like I, on an air it, airplane crash on top of the mountains or something. Yeah. Eating the shit out of people. That pilot, dude. Yeah, the pilot's going down quick. Who's going down quick? Well, it's a, probably the people that didn't survive the plane crash first. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, not I mean, if everybody survives the plane crash and people are getting eaten, now there might be a problem. Yeah, right? yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you've crashed a plane, there's 15 people, everybody's okay, and you just, you're like, all right, I gotta eat somebody. They're like, listen... There's a town three miles that way. <laughs> like three miles. <laughs> chill, chill yeah, out. People are in such bad shape they can't make it three miles. That would be um, if you did, though, if you did ha- like crash in the mountains, could you essentially tap a vein on somebody and drink their blood because it's a, it's a sustainable source because your body creates more of it? Could you essentially donate blood to one another and drink each other's blood? I and mean, there's going to be some weird diseases and some consequences from it. But to stay alive, could you tap a vein on somebody? No, because it, it takes, that's water. It's also their life force, the, the oxygen, that their brain and their the everything. Yeah. So yeah, you're just 
you're killing them slower by doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still like that's extending some time. Okay. A little bit, right? I uh maybe, I guess. I mean, like if everybody did it. it I don't know if our bodies are meant to just drink blood either. No. But no. there are some some things in it that would probably it'd be a nasty way though yeah actually i bet you if you drank somebody's blood you'd probably start convulsing and shit well it start good. coagulating you'd puke it up i don't know i it just wouldn't be good i don't think it's yeah i think yeah so i worth a shot i guess we'll but, some of them back snaps. but but while while you're over there going hey everybody let's all tap into each other's veins and suck each other's blood yeah i've already started a fucking party where me and you are breaking or me and whoever yeah. are breaking away from your group and fucking we're out of here <laughs> we're yeah. out of here yeah, that yeah. would be it. Would be fun to do like a, just a thing, almost like a group exercise, where we're like, "All right, pack up. Let's all pack up. We're gonna go somewhere, right?" Mm-hmm. And then we all just end up. We only get to take like one bag, and we just get dropped off in the woods. And then somebody's like, "All right, we'll pick you up in four days," Dang. and we just have to f- take whatever we got and try to figure it out. So like the so it's like alone the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little mini alone, like a team yeah. alone. Yeah, we you'd have to you'd want so you if it was out in the woods here, it'd be tough. Why? Just it'd be tough surviving. What is it? It's cold, dude. It's cold for sure. Yeah, okay, the coldness would suck. That would suck. Especially since it's dropped to like mid 30s this week. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, that would be hard. And there's yeah. snow up in the hills. Yeah. But I would rather be stuck out Maybe I don't know. I, I guess snow would suck. Yeah, snow would suck, but and wetness would suck because you get cold and you could still get hypothermia. And, and how are you gonna make a fire? Like I feel like like wetness, like where we live, is maybe the hardest. Yeah, it might be no fire. Yeah, no fire for in four snow, days. You could make fire because there's not as much moisture in the air itself. Like it's frozen and it's on the ground. Yeah, but everything is still covered in water. But couldn't you shake? You can shake snow off because it's frozen water. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not like like if it's like just wet, like that's a that's a beast. Well, I, I just having gone hunting when it was fucking drizzling outside. Yeah. I know that you can get into the thick of it, and mm-hmm. you go next to these trees, and you sit down on piles of years of pine pine needles, and it's not even wet around you sometimes. Like. It's it's so the trees are so thick yeah. that at the base of them doesn't get like not everywhere is super oh, interesting. wet interesting. right and then uh, what I would do when I was hunting is I would take like a piece of bark or something mm-hmm. if if the if the ground is really wet I take a piece of bark and I would put it over the pine needles and sit on top of that ah. and a few times I would take my hat off because I'd like be hiking or something mm-hmm. I take my hat off and I just sit on top of that. Ah. And a lot of the times, if there is a lot of pine needles and there is water, maybe not now since it's been raining a lot since I was out there, but you can almost just take a handful of pine needles, flip it upside down, and underneath a few inches is going to be fairly dry. Uh, Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, Oregon wouldn't be terrible. And I've done enough, like, campsite building that I could probably come up with a pretty sweet little fort. I'd feel confident if I were with you. I were alone. Thanks, buddy. If you were alone, you'd survive. It'd be real. It would suck. Tough. It would suck, but it would be a great story at the end of the day when you when you do survive and you come back to society and say, "Oh God, it was, it was so terrible at the time." But then you go back and you think, like, "Hell yeah!" But I persevered. But I made it. But I made yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure I could, but I wouldn't like it. <laughs> I wouldn't in the moment. I'd be like, Fuck you might get lucky in this. some uh, 
a herd of elk come and just lay down next to you and, and you keep you warm. Warmth. Yeah. And then I, then I come out riding the big bull. <laughs> the big elk. <laughs> and I'm just, yeah, just with just somehow blood from another animal on my chest. Like, uh, uh, I made it. Under your eyes it. like this? Like this. Here. You'd be afraid of that, though, right? You don't like big, scary animals. Yeah, dude. All of them are scary. Yeah. Yeah. Even the fucking little ones, like a salamander that walks like this. <laughs> I don't like them, dude. They got weird little hands. Well, I got the buck hanging in in the right behind of the pod shack yeah. here, and so you walked in and went, oh, and had a full body shudder when you that's, saw the hanging. That's, really, that's a gross exaggeration. <laughs> okay, I uh, yeah, you didn't I, shriek. I did. I saw the like the the pelt yeah. right hanging there. I was like, oh, that's yeah. neat. The hide. And then I went around the other side. I was like, oh, he still got his head. Yeah. But like, there was still like an ah, like oh man, there yeah. it is. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. I don't know either. I uh, I remember there's two moments uh, that I remember when I was younger that made me be like, ah, taxidermy and animal heads are weird. Okay. Uh, one of them in particular was we walked into a pawn shop and they had an elk head hanging way too low over the front door coming in. So like when you were walking in, it was over your head. Okay. Right. So it just happened to like look up and I was right, like right under it. And I was like, ah, fuck. I was like, that's, I don't like that. I don't like all that. I don't like how big this thing is above my head with the crazy antlers and shit and its weird long hair. It felt like it was like on me. I was like, I don't <laughs> like it, dude. It makes my skin crawl. And the other time I was at like a, uh, it was like a, some sort of like a church group, like birthday party or something at somebody's house. And they had a big, big moose head on the wall. I'm sure it was like a regular old moose head, but when you're moose, a kid. Moose are giant animals, so I, yeah, but a moose head is a big thing. But when you're a kid, though, a moose Way head is bigger. an even bigger yeah. thing, right? So, uh, you know, it had the big, crazy antlers and all that shit. I was like, man, this is nuts. And I remember, like, everybody was, like, like shaking around upstairs, and I kept thinking, like, this thing's going to fall onto my head. <laughs> and there's just two things. I don't like being, like, underneath them. It's oh. weird. I remember I went to get my tires changed recently at Les Schwab in Toledo, and there's a big old elk head hanging on the inside of the thing, like, in, on the inside, so I, like, walked under it. Like, I want to get out of underneath it. <laughs> like, even I, as now, as a, as a, it's dead. As a person, like, as an adult, I don't want to be underneath it. And then there's an even bigger one over here, so I was like, are you fucking shitting me? I was like, I just got to stand... Oh, do you have any in the tires? <laughs> I'm standing back here yelling at the person at the service desk. Just the back two. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I... Didn't I just don't like them, dude? I grew up with that big time, man. We have a moose and an elk head at my camp. So you walk into camp and you got fish, ducks, bobcat over the door, yeah. moose, elk, like all these different racks from growing up. Yeah. And yeah, dude. That's I mean here, here in the old pot shack, dude. I'm starting to acquire more and yeah. more life. I got my my pelt for my last bear. I got the the deer head is still on the hide because I've got to cut the head off, peel the skin off of that set the skull with the guts and stuff in it into my compost. Yeah. Let my little compost creatures go to work to clear all the meat off of that. Yeah. And then in a month or so, I'll pull it back out, boil it, bleach it, and I'll have a cool skull, right? Just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But then the hard part, the work is going to be with the hide. Yeah. And so I, I'm going to get as much of that neck hide in there, cut that off, and then I've got to take it into the other side of the shack there, and I just bought a power washer. And uh, I, I, what a genius way. Hopefully it works. I, either way, we needed one f to keep the gym clean anyway. Sure. So that's what I told myself. Like, I want one of these anyway. Yeah. But also, uh, if I spray it, I think it's going to take all the stuff off of that hide and save me a lot of time scraping. Yeah. 
which would be cool for future things for sure. that I kill. What? How much? How, how much psi are we dealing with on that? I think thirty eight hundred. I don't know. If, yeah, dude, don't have it that high, dude. It's gonna blow right through the hide. I okay. Bet okay. Thirty eight hundred is like what you what you clean concrete with. Yeah. Yeah. Like. What's well, a power washer? Yeah, but dude, but I mean, thirty-eight hundred is like a big deal. Okay, yeah, all right. A, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll dial it down. I dial bit. that bitch down about eighteen hundred. Eighteen, and then see what we're dealing with there. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, the, at the end of the day, it's way less work for me, and that's the hardest part is scraping the hides. Gas, right? Electrical. This is the highest, highest electrical one I can really? get. Really? Yeah. Thirty-eight hundred electric. Thing probably cost a pretty penny, am I right? Well, it costs more than a couple boxes of stainless nails. Well, it's a g- business write-off since I use it to keep the gym clean. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you know how that works out for us. Uh, <laughs> oh God, we are future episodes. Up there. Yeah. All right, friends. Nathan the Game Show. Bye. Goodbye.